I almost hated to spring that one on that bonehead. That is one of my favorite quotes from Foghorn Leghorn, the cartoon. And it has almost nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Or does it? If you buy and sell cars for a profit, or you want to, you're in the right place. This is the Flipping Genius Podcast. I am your host, Randy Lee. I've been flipping cars most of my life, despite having almost zero mechanical skill. For the past dozen years or so, I've been a licensed used car dealer in the great state of Alabama. No matter what the topic, the number one goal of this podcast is to help our listeners make more money. Let's get to it, flippers. All right, episode number 85. (laughs) It's kind of wild. Today is... uh... August 31st, 2021, and uh, I don't know when we first started this thing, I don't know where I thought we would go, and maybe I'm not even sure right now. It's it's exciting to see uh, some of the things that have happened. Uh, frankly, a little bit disappointed in, in some other things. Uh, it's kind of a, a wild ride, I guess, to do a, a podcast and YouTube videos and all that stuff. Um, I'm constantly learning myself. Um, I'm 61 years old. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be 61 in a couple of days. I'm not, I'm not there yet. Uh, and uh, life continues to come at you, and I, I think it's important that you continue to try to learn and grow. And so, frankly, I'm, I'm kind of doing this episode fairly informally, and I, I hope uh, it doesn't sound that much different, so I don't want to sound scripted when I do the podcast, but but I do try to set up a script um, so that I stay on task and, and, and informative, but it's a, a exciting time of year for me because uh, college football is starting. I'm, I'm thrilled about that. I'm getting to watch my, uh, my twin nephews up in Ohio uh, play their last year of, of high school football uh, and last year of high school basketball to extraordinary athletes. Uh, Josh and Sam Lee, I'll call them out up there in uh, Toledo, Ohio. They are uh, six foot six inch uh, seniors at Central Catholic High School and uh, just great guys and great students and excellent, excellent players. So that's a lot of fun to watch them. Uh, had a chance to talk to some coaches around the country about about uh, Josh and Sam as I try to help my brother and sister-in-law uh, find a place for the boys to go to college and, and play some ball. And speaking of ball, most anybody that knows me knows that I'm a crazy Wisconsin Badger fan. I'm so excited about this year's season. And I know that has nothing to do with car flipping, but we'll talk about that. I want to talk about that, about how it actually does. Uh, and and uh, friends of mine would say, how is he getting Wisconsin Badger football related to car flipping? But you'll actually see that, that that's true as, I, as I, I wind my way through what is probably going to be a, a shorter episode. And uh, the, the opening week uh, for my Badgers, it's coming up against Penn State. It's an exciting time. Seeing people back in the stands, it's so fun. 
And I hope that I hope if you are a football fan, you're, you you get it to experience that yourself because it's it's a great a great uh, part of being an American. I think. Speaking of great Americans, uh, <laughs> I I, I want to thank all the folks who have joined the uh, car flipping forum on Facebook. We're up to we're, we're gaining on three hundred members, and I hope to be there probably by the end of September. And uh, that's exciting because it's set up really so that, that folks who listen to the podcast, which are typically people that want to flip cars and make money, whether they be licensed car dealers or, or want to be licensed car dealers or, or they're just uh, uh, buying and selling a few cars themselves. The forum is a place where we can share ideas, where we can we can come together and ask uh, questions of each other. We can we can share success stories. Um, we can brag a little bit, and uh, and we can find out what we're doing wrong. And the bigger it gets, uh, the better it should get because we're very focused on just car flipping, folks. Um, nothing else is there. You're not there to promote yourself. You're not there to buy and sell. We have groups for that too. And uh, there's been some some good input. I'd love to see more input in there. So if you're a member of the Car Flipping Forum, please consider that. Uh, try to use it more often. That's frankly what I'm hoping to see. And, and if you are a member and you have been posting on there, I appreciate you. And if you know somebody else that would benefit from it, share the forum with them. It's free to join, but it is a private group. So you have to, to uh, access that through invitation. And then once you come in, um, you're, you're free to participate. There is no, no, uh, no fees involved there. And I want to thank everybody who's involved because your time means a lot. And one of the things I want to do today is just ask, answer a few questions that listeners and members have asked, uh, on the forum, just cause I, I want to put them out there. But now last week we talked about a question that, uh, was asked by Christian Lee, who is not any relation of mine. Uh, Christian asked about, uh, quite a few things, but one of the things that we talked about last week was how, how do I be honest about vehicle shortcomings without ruining the sale? And we answered that question last week in, 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 uh, in detail. So I'm not going to go into that one. Episode 84 has a lot, uh, of, of good information there, but Hey, I would, I would love to see, uh, other people's ideas on that too. So you, if you have something more that you would like to share on that, please go to the car flipping forum and share it there. That's what it's there for. Another question that that was asked was, how do I write up a, a good listing description? Now, personally, I prefer to fully disclose everything that I know about a vehicle in my post. And that includes all the pertinent details, including the miles. And if there's a branded title or if there's a, any significant cosmetic damage, I prefer that the prospective buyer has no negative surprises and they come and look at the vehicle and only have possibly positive surprises. Now, what I mean by that is, is uh, I occasionally omit minor beneficial things in, in my advertising uh, so that there may be a, a little value added moment when they, when they come look at the car. Uh, or even when they call on the on the phone, it's something that wasn't written in there, and I can say, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's got a spare tire, and the spare tire's never even hit the ground. Um, or uh, 
I just replaced the battery, and you'll notice in the in the you might have noticed in the uh, photos of the uh, uh, the engine cabin uh, that it didn't it, it had an old battery. We got a brand new one in there, um, or you know something along those lines. Uh, uh, maybe I, I had a car not too long ago. It had a, it came in with a uh, repair manual in the glove box that the previous owner had bought. I have no use for that, so naturally I put it back in the glove box. I didn't advertise it, but the guy was tickled when he when he uh, found it. Now, hey, I'm I'm I, as I promised last week. I'm working on a template to help with this, as far as you know what to put in and add. Um, but that's that's really what I do. I I believe in in full disclosure. And now I'm certain that some of you have different techniques and different opinions on this, this subject. And I frankly love to hear them. So if there's something else that you do to make the phone ring uh, or to just be successful at, at selling, I'd love to hear it. You can either uh, preferably uh, share it on the car flipping forum, or if you prefer, just email me at flippingquestions at gmail.com. Tell me your thing, and I'd be happy to share it for you. Um, another question that was asked was, what what products do you use to clean in detail? And I'm gonna I'm gonna pretty much bow out of this one right out of the shoot, but it was quite asked. So if if you if you're big into detailing, I would love uh, for your insights on what you use, what works for you. Um, a couple things that popped in my head that I wanted to share. Uh, one is a product called Goo Gone. I'm probably most of you have heard that, but the things I buy often have uh, lots of sticky stuff on them. Uh, one from the car auction, and two just from people sticking stickers on their vehicle. And Goo Gone is great at t- taking that off and leaving no residue. Not sure exactly what the stuff's made of, but I I use a lot of that. Um, another thing that I used to use all the time is this stuff called Tough Stuff, and it was fantastic. And then one time I used it, and it was no longer fantastic. Um, I know fantastic is another product, but but the Tough Stuff no longer wanted to come out of the bottle, and it didn't work like it used to. Um, so I, I I don't endorse those guys anymore. But but I'll tell you what, um, if there is anything that that you use, that you just think is fantastic, uh, I would love to hear about that too. Send me a list. I don't really even care if you sell this stuff. If you can tell me that it's good and why it's good, I'm interested in hearing about it because I want to investigate myself. Send it to us at flippingquestions at gmail.com or better yet, once you're a member of the Flipping Forum, Car Flipping Forum, just search Flipping Genius on Facebook groups, and you'll find the forum. Share it with us there, because um, I, I do not have a lot to share on that question. I'm sorry about that, but but that's that's just uh, again full disclosure. Um, another question: How do I decide what fixes will or will not make my money back? Another great question from Christian Lee, and um, my answer here is is that that I think. That's going to vary from vehicle to vehicle. Um, so this is another another thing that I'm I'm trying to put a template together. Now, when these templates are are put together, you'll find them under under uh, files on the car flipping forum. So another reason why you want to be a member. Um, but the fact is that that if you're buying like a vehicle, I was looking at today, I didn't buy it yet, but I'm, I'm giving it some thought. It's about a forty thousand uh, dollar a diesel pickup truck, the big heavy duty. 
and an excellent vehicle. I well, I think it's excellent vehicle. It scares me, you know, because it's outside of my range. But if I can buy it right, we're talking about a lot of money. But certainly, it's going to need some repairs. Certainly, you can't buy a vehicle like that for 25, 30% of the ultimate price and not have some repairs. Um, but the repairs that you're going to do on that vehicle, that you may spend $10,000 on that vehicle to repair it because you can sell it for 40 and you bought it for 12. Um, whereas if you are working on a $2,000 uh, uh, sale, if you got a, a, uh, a Monte Carlo that you're hoping to sell for 2000 bucks, once you get the flat tires fixed, uh, <laughs> you're not going to do too much work. All of a sudden, a, a broken windshield for $200 is, is going to break the bank on, on this. Uh, so you've got to add those things up. Got to use common sense. And I've done some pretty boneheaded things on both sides of this equation. I mean, the fact is, sometimes I'm too cheap for my own good. But I usually err on that side. Um, but that's the biggest factor, I think, is is what your vehicle is going to sell for in the end. And for me, I spend time talking to my mechanics at Dennis Johnson uh, Auto Repair and talk to, to Gary most of the time. Before I, before I put any money into it, we talk, should I do this? Should I not do this? And they're a huge help for me. Now, if you're doing your own work, then you don't probably need to have that discussion. You just need to find out what the parts cost, how much time it's going to take you to do the repair, and then assess with common sense. Would you buy this car without that repair? And that's a that's a big one. I mean, you're if you've got a vehicle that doesn't run, it's not going to sell. Uh, if it does sell, it's going to sell as an in-op, and it's going to sell cheap. So, um, but that's that's the kind of thing. Now, if you've got a situation that you're working out right now, um, feel free to to uh, email me at um, car uh, at <laughs> flippingquestions at gmail.com, or better yet, again. Share it on the Car Flipping Forum, and not only I, but all of our members, a lot of our members would, would be happy to help you make that decision and give you some feedback and maybe some alternatives. That's a great question, and, and it's one that's going to come up repeatedly. You're going to say, should I or shouldn't I? Hey, that's what the forum's for, to help you with um, like-minded people that are in a whole different world. You're in Michigan, and they are in California. You're in Utah and they're in Florida. They're not competing with you. They're they're trying to learn together. They're trying to work together, make some money, and become flipping geniuses. Like I keep saying at the end of every podcast episode. <laughs> um, another somebody. Uh, another question is, oh Christian again. How how uh, do you what do you use to tow your vehicles home? Um, this this was an interesting uh, question, but I so I just figure I'd just answer it. Uh, I have been using a tow dolly that I bought. Man, I must have bought that thing a decade ago. Um, it was a formerly a U-Haul uh, tow dolly, and it's had a couple of new coats of paint on it and a couple of new tires on it. Um, and it's set up to tow anything from probably a minivan down. Um, I usually can't tow uh, uh, SUVs. And my first stop generally is to my mechanic, and I'm usually buying things that are probably within uh, 15 or 20 miles of, of Dennis's place. So that's usually where the first thing I put it, I'm on there and take them over there. Now, if it's a bigger vehicle that won't go on there, hopefully I can drive it there. Uh, so if I think it's roadworthy, that's what I do. I, I, uh, 
drive it over. Um, usually get my wife to drive me over and drop me off. That's that's the idea. And, and uh, uh, Gary and Dennis have been nice enough to work with me there too, so I can they'll give me a, a drop and I'll I'll bring it right to them. Um, and then if if it's a, a vehicle that won't go on the tow dolly and I don't trust driving it. Um, we've got an arrangement with a local uh, towing company that will tow the vehicle for me for a reduced rate. And that makes sense. Sometimes if I'm if I got if I have a question, will this or will this not make it over there? I, I don't uh, hesitate. I call these guys and they, they do it. Um, and then if I'm buying a vehicle out of our area, which I do sometimes and oftentimes that will be via barter, which you've heard me talk about. Um, in that case, I've got four or five transportation uh, companies that I contact and tell them where I'm at and what what I need and how quick I need it and what I'm what I'm you know towing, and they give me feedback and and then I just contract with one of those and haul it home. Depending on how far away, it's how much it's going to cost. But it's it's remarkable to me how inexpensive you can get a vehicle moved. Uh, but you know, don't take the first offer you get. Uh, everything you spend goes towards your bottom line, so use your head. Um, let's see another question here, <laughs> and I love this one. Uh, how do you deal with low ballers, nitpickers, and tire kickers? Um, great question again. Um, you know, as as far as offering low ball or or really any number on the phone um, or or more likely these days by text or messenger before they even see the vehicle. Um, I really place nearly zero value on that number. Um, if Or if they ask, what's my bottom dollar? I, I generally just tell people that I don't negotiate with myself. So I, you know, I've given you a price. That's the number I'm at. Now, sometimes, it, it, and, and I, I want to be completely honest here. Sometimes I get a vibe from somebody. They've taken the time to call me and we're talking on the phone. They're saying this and that. And they say, so, you know, what's your bottom dollar? Because I don't want to waste my time. And I know I know, I won't go much higher than this. And I'll, I'll throw them out what I think is about my bottom dollar. There's usually a little play in there. Um, but that is kind of a rarity. Uh, most of the time I'll tell them, um, hey, let's just you know, set up a time, uh, come and look and make an offer in person. Cause unless you're in person, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, and as far as the nitpickers and, and tire kickers, I, I get a, a rid of a lot of those. I think by, by just telling everything in the details of my post. Um, now, now some, some of you might argue that that's not a good move because you'd rather have them on your lot so you can you can work the deal in person and honestly um i probably would have been in your camp years ago but today i just prefer not to be annoyed um when when uh when somebody makes it to my vehicle and still falls in this category well that's that's okay i i usually just wind up making uh friends with them um uh, and oftentimes i'll refer them to another vehicle i mean if that's it, it, not always their fault. I mean, they, they they may have perceived what I said differently, and that's that's fine. So I don't really get mad at everybody that comes on onto the lot and and doesn't agree with my assessment of the vehicle. 
Um, and, but I do try to communicate that with them and avoid that as po- much as possible. But, you know, after all these years, I've got a handful of, of folks that, that I can think of that might have the vehicle that they're looking for. And I have no problem saying, you know, give Philip a call or, or give John a call or give Tony a call. And uh, and I'm, I know a couple of those guys might kick, kick me back a little bit of a commission if they if they sell them something. Um or they may send somebody my way, but really I'm not doing it for that. I, I, I think I'm just trying to help. I mean, it's, um, that may sound uh, awful puristic if that's a word, but uh, it's true. I just, I just try to help people. And, and I think that gets to this next question. Um, what is a typical conversation dialogue look like between you and an interested party? And I, I've got to say that this is, this is where I probably cannot be duplicated and, and you probably don't want to. So I, I just tend to be myself 100% of the time. I, I don't know if that's a result of being a guy who's going to be 61 in a couple of days. Um, I think it's part of it. I, 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 when somebody gets in front of me, um, I'll discuss the vehicle. I, I'm not a car guy. You guys can probably tell that I, I don't get real excited about cars. I'm probably more excited about my little Suzuki that's got 350,000 miles on it uh, than, I, than I am about most cars I have, just because I think it's it's cool that it just keeps running. But I'm I'm not uh, I'm not excited about cars in general. Um, so I'm talking about transportation with people, and I'll talk about the the features that I know about the car. I'll 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 explain, um, you know, to the degree that I'm able. Uh, about the vehicle, but most of my conversations are going to be about them and, and just getting to know them and, and, and also sharing stuff that I'm interested in. Voila, the Wisconsin Badgers. I, I, (laughs) there's probably a rare time when I'm talking to somebody about a vehicle that I don't mention uh, either my nephews playing football or the Wisconsin Badgers playing football. This is just something I enjoy talking about or golf or whatever they might be interested in that, that we just get off talking about. Um, I find frankly that building trust uh, has been the key to successful selling all my life. And I've been selling all my life pretty much um, sold golf balls when I was 10 years old. And uh, I don't think there's been many breaks in that, in that uh, career since then. Um, But always the success came when I built trust with the other individual. And I find that's done by getting to know them and getting to know what they like and what they want. And, and, And getting back to cars, what are you looking for? What can we do to help you? And that's, that's really what we try to do. Um, Christian asked another question. Can I, can I still post cars as a private seller after I get a dealer's license? My answer is yes, I I have. So I don't know why you couldn't, if it's your own vehicle, you can sell that. And there's, there's some benefit to selling a a car that you personally own. And, uh, so anyway, I don't really have any elaboration on that one. So there you go. That's my two cents on, on those subjects. Um, I, uh, I, I really, really would love to see uh, some of our listeners and our readers 
uh, our viewers from the, the YouTube channel. I would love to hear what you've got to say, too. Um, and, and in fact, this is something I've been thinking about. I would love to have more voices on Flipping Genius. And uh, it's something I'm working on, but I don't work hard enough at it, probably. Uh, if you think that you've got something that you'd like to share with our audience, I would love to hear from you. Um, just write me at Flipping questions at gmail.com. I get all those emails and I answer every single one of them. Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook if you're on the forum. And if you're not on the forum, go to Car Flipping Forum or just search Flipping Genius under groups and you'll see all of our groups. We have about 20 sales groups around the country. So if you're interested in joining and participating in a sales group, that's free too. You can buy and sell vehicles. Most of the locations sell vehicles up to $7,000. There's a couple of exceptions there. Reach out to me if you're interested in being in, in one of those groups and possibly even help run one of the groups because we'd love to get more of our listeners involved, both so you can make money and so we can join the group or, or grow the group. I mean, um, I think this has been pretty informal, I know, but uh, I hope that I've given you some answers that, that are beneficial. If you've got questions you'd like to answer, me to answer, um, please send those to me. And if you've got answers you'd like to share, please send those to me here or via the car flipping forum. I know I've said it about 800 times. Um, check out our videos. Uh, they also play our videos and our information on DAA radio. Uh, I appreciate them doing that. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. It's a free radio station you can find on your phone. If you just go to, I'm going to have to look it up real quick. <laughs> If you if you just go to uh, Live 365 is the app, and then and then once you're there, you'll find a bunch of free radio opportunities. And DAA Radio is a free one, and they play great music all the time. And they uh, Nikki puts me on there at 11 o'clock Central Time on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You get to hear some of my brilliant insights. And of course, you've just been listening to them, so I don't know if you can stand anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, and I I, uh, I wish you all well. I I hope that uh, this has helped a few of you, and uh, I hope it's helped a few thousand of you. That'd be really cool. And if there's anything we can do to help you in the future, please share your ideas, share your, your requests and your suggestions, and we'll definitely take them to heart. Um. Please save us as a favorite and subscribe, and I look forward to you talking to you the next time. Until then, hey, let's work together. Let's make some money. Let's all become flipping geniuses. Mm -hmm.